No one has to tell you what to do. It's already in you. You just got to find a way and you finding a way is the art. Like, I think that's the big message. You know, you, you have more in you than you realize you just need the right kind of, you know, and so you might think, oh, I'm not a very creative person. It's like, no, you're creative. <laughs> I promise you when you get yeah. put into a corner and you have no way out and it's do or die. And if you decidedly do not want to die, guess what? You're going to get pretty fucking creative. I'll guarantee you, you know? This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. All right, welcome to the show. It is a podcast with Brandon and Evan talking about some stuff. <laughs> Just trying to make Evan laugh. That's all I that's all I try and do at the beginning. <laughs> How's it going, Evan? Well, it's like, you know, it's like I find that your intros like it's like these sort of like these slow wait like wading into the pool on this one, like, hey, hey buddy, we're uh, you know, it's a podcast and uh <laughs> you know. It's definitely not coming in gangbusters, but no, uh, no, no, it's, no, it's it's coming in. Uh, it's it's coming in somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, it's coming. It in. is an intro, Brandon. It is an intro. It is an intro. So this this one that we're we're doing is, um, I think, comforting. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm up to today, Evan. I don't really know, but you know more than you think you do. That's that's the title of this one, and I I want to just start by saying that there are things, inclinations. Let's say inclinations of things that you want to do, you're thinking about doing, and if you if you try to work it all out. If you try to figure it all out, sometimes you're just going to get in your own way. I think a lot of the time, this is why it's so important to just start. And if I can quote kind of the Tony Robbins thing, which, uh, you know, whatever you think of him, it's fine. But he's definitely shared some great wisdoms. I like him. Um, but he talks about decision. And we've talked about this before. And he his point was, and I think it's a great point, is that you haven't made a decision until you've actually taken an action. The decision happens once you actually act, once you actually do something. And I, I agree because, you know, if you're a decisive person, you almost act as quickly as you decide. And that's why decisive people tend to get stuff done. They tend to be relatively successful. Sometimes they are careless. You can be decisive and you can be careless, but if you're genuinely trying to move things forward, decisive people tend to actually move things forward quicker than people who are indecisive, simply because a decisive person makes a decision and sometimes they make a mistake, but then when they make a mistake, they quickly make a decision about that mistake and then they move forward again and they mm -hmm. continually deciding over and over. And they're not just in their head sitting there going, oh yeah, you know, I think I'll do this. They actually do something. And that's what actually makes you decisive. So you could say that a decisive person is more of a fast acting person. 
And I do think there is room for the debate of, you know, look before you leap, count to 10, you know, these little wisdoms of like, take a moment, think this one out before you jump into it. But I think it's important to consider that, you know, the decision is really only made once the action is taken. And I think why this relates is that sometimes, well, actually all the time, you're never really going to know all the answers. You're never going to have all the information. You're always going to be short somewhere. And there's always going to be something else to learn, something else to figure out, something else to know. So you have to give yourself a little bit of credit, a little bit of faith, if you want to call it that, and just say like, hey, you know what, maybe I... Maybe I'll just kind of figure it out as I go. And maybe I actually have more of this than I realize. And I think that's what will allow you to fly by the seat of your pants a little bit and and find out what's possible, you know, um, because you're never really going to know until you're pushed as well. You know, one other thing to say about this before we before I pass it on to you is that you really won't do the difficult thing until you're put in a position where you have to. Most people will always choose the most comfortable, easy thing. And it's only when we're under pressure that we actually do great things. 99% of the time, let's say. There's probably an exception. So it was, oh, this one time I did this. Yeah, okay, great. But like, come on, honestly, 99% of the time, you're going to choose the easy option if you can. And that's smart. It's actually an intelligent thing to do, but it's not always good for you. It's not always a good thing in the long run and in the bigger scheme of things. Um, that's why I always say like with writing, you should put your character in a corner, force them to make a hard decision. You'll find out who they really are because if they can make the easy decision, they probably will. And that's just because that's human nature. We don't try to make life any harder on ourselves than, than necessary. So uh, decision puts you in action. Action usually, uh, eventually catches up with you and you're going to make the wrong decision and then you're going to have to deal with the consequences and that's going to put you into more creative action so it's almost through error that you find out how great you are not through your success mm. yeah yeah it is the, the the sort of like the the easiest path and you know i think that there is a wisdom to taking the easiest path i think because yeah if you think of if you lived your life where you always in every scenario in every situation always took the most challenging path like you would live the most inefficient life imaginable and there'd be a lot of wasted energy i think that when we want to be very concerned about the things that we're avoiding or the things where we're yeah where we're avoiding discomfort is when it's in some area that we have where we have some aspect of ourselves uh, where a passion is not is, is is concerned i guess where there's yeah a place of inspiration a, a spark of creativity that you have that when you're avoiding that because of discomfort then that's i think that that's when you say don't take the easy way out on that one and because also because there is a price to pay for that. I think when you ignore the creative call, when you ignore the creative spark that's coming from within you, that eats away at you, that that does all kinds of damages and until it hits a point, like you said, where it becomes a pain point, right? So I think that that's, you know, in, in some ways the, the 
test, the the litmus test of of where you might need to push into something a little bit. And it's usually when it's a creative something. One other thing about this conversation that's that's striking me because this what you're saying about decision and action. And to me, I think that's where you know, you know, we haven't talked about our laws in a long time, you know, our, our, our artist laws. And this episode clearly has a lot to do with our law of beginning. And the thing that I like about our law of beginning is that to me, it, it encapsulates that whole decision action sort of togetherness, that decision action dance, because there's no, be- the beginning the law of beginning is both of those things in motion. It's the decision and the action that actually sets the thing into motion, right? And so I think I, I, I what I would like to, what I would like to do to start off this, this conversation is I, I'd like to just share a little bit of the story I was telling you in terms of where this topic where the inspiration for this topic came from. So the other weekend I had some friends come and stay for the weekend, uh, some people you know as well. And I was getting into into a chat with, with my friend and uh, he was telling me about how he thought about going into, into English uh, out, of, out of school. Uh, studying English, studying studying literature, and he thought at the time, well, what am I going to do, be an English teacher? And that didn't interest him at the time, although now that, <laughs> that seemed like it would would have been a more interesting thing to in his life now. Regardless, he expressed to me this, this, un, this unfulfilled, maybe not unfulfilled, but this, this part of himself that loves to write and that he wants to write and and bring that back into his life and and yet he hasn't done it and he was saying well I have no idea what I would what I would write about you know he's like I have no idea and I said well you know what would it be would it be scripts would it be short stories would it be poetry would it be you know I just started pressing into it and and he's just like well I think like like you know like a a story like a short story novel maybe something along that I was like oh okay okay and but you don't know what it would be about and he's like no 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 and I was like okay well what do you think you might write about <laughs> you know like if just just like let's let's just reframing the question a little bit and then he said he's like well you no know, I think I would actually write something dystopian I would write like a dystopian fiction it's like oh Okay, interesting. And then and the the conversation carried on and and just like with a little bit of just a, a little bit of digging in, like it wasn't even like we were having to bring out any real heavy machinery <laughs> to get in there. But it turned out and and it really amazed me that there was actually all of this stuff there that he already knew about if he were to actually put pen to paper, put his finger on the keyboards, that there's actually a lot there that he knows that he would write about and probably even more than we even had discussed. And 
that was that that was just such an interesting thing to me in that how much I think that that's actually the case when it comes to creativity, especially when we've been sitting on an impulse for a long time, because I think that all of those impulses, they don't go away. You know, they just stay in, and in some ways they, they just, they build, they build and they stew and they grow, you know, when you're in the shower, when you're out for a walk, like these little, these little things in, in the subconscious and in the creative spark, they just, they, they keep filling up and filling up and filling up and filling up until you realize that when you just put a little bit of attention on it, right? When you put, when you finally give that creative call some attention, you start listening to it and, and spending some time with it. All of this stuff that's been just pooling up just starts flowing out and flowing out and flowing out. And all it takes is that, that little bit of effort and energy just a very little bit to just give it some attention and mm-hmm. and then as you were saying and then with with the beginning you know with the actual beginning of it and and in many ways you could say that that is the beginning of it because you've decided to give that thing some attention which is an action right one of the most powerful actions that we that we have as human beings so yeah, that was that was sort of for me the the my interest in going into this conversation of of sometimes we know more than we think we do. And I think that that answer, I don't want to use the word lazy, but that I don't know. I don't I don't know what I would even do. I don't I, I don't know. There's a part of me where I just go, I, I don't really buy that. I don't I don't really by that you don't know anything about this thing that you feel a call to do. I think that you actually know quite a bit about it because anything that has that kind of meaning to you, because I think that any creative spark has, has inbuilt in it deep, deep meaning to you. Because it has to, because creativity is, is, is a thing that kind of exists for itself, right? Like there's no, there's no promises or guarantees of anything from creativity, but when you have the impulse to do it, it's, it has such a deep meaning inbuilt that you, that you have to have something that's going on there you know, that, that just continues to, I don't know, that just continues to build, to build itself out. I'm glad you shared the story because I think it does give a lot of context to what we're talking about here. And, um, when I, when I hear that story, I think of prompt, the power of the prompt. (laughs) And I just think like most people struggle because they don't ask the right questions. The the mind has everything. Like like your 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 life experience has most everything you need already kind of it's like already saturated with it, right? Like so the question is such an important thing and the words you use are powerful. Like you know, there's a saying they call it spelling because you're casting a spell. 
you know? And, and so whenever people say words, I have these rules for myself. When I listen to people talk or when I speak myself, I try to, well, there, I just used one. You, I don't know if you caught it. Try. That's a, that's a warning word for me. It's a red flag word. I, you know, let's put it that way. It's like, are we going to try or are we going to do it? Or are we going to not do it? Like, what's the, what's this try business? You know what I mean? It's like, why did I just say try? And there's a good question. It's like, well, you know, I didn't really want to commit to like saying that I, that I'm perfect at it. Okay. I'm not perfect at it. Okay. Let's establish that. Great. You're not perfect at it. Okay. Can you accept that? Yeah, I can. This is a question, right? Can you accept that about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Now, are you going to do it or you're not going to do it? I want to do it. Okay. You're going to do it. Okay. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And so like mm. you, 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 your questions and your statements and and the words you use, you got to be on the ball about it. It's it's about sharpness to me, like particularly about writing. But I'm I I would imagine that it's the exact same for every medium. Your sharpness, your your you you want you want that like a razor's edge. And the more you get into a razor's edge, the better you're going to be able to cut through the bullshit that really is your own bullshit, right? So when you say like, like, it's never a question for me, am I going to write today? That is not even a question. Every day I write, no matter what. And I've done for over 10 years, every single day, and I'll keep writing until I decide not to write. The question of whether I'll write or not is not up for debate. What I will write is very much up for debate. So when I sit down currently every morning, and I'm about to write, I ask myself, what, what do you want to talk about? Like if you were going to, if you were going to note anything down about what's going on, what, what's noteworthy, what's something that's on your mind? What are you feeling? What, like start there. And then I, and that's how I begin. And then through that emotion or through that direction, I tend to find something else to talk about, something to write about, something to explore. And so it, if you ask the question and you don't undermine yourself in the process by saying things like try, or here's another warning one I have, just, I'm just going to do this. No, it's not just, this is exactly what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just, you know, I just, I'm just drinking my coffee. No, no, you're drinking your coffee. And that matters as much as anything else at this moment. That is what you're doing. There is no, don't undermine it. Don't undervalue it. You know what? If the character is drinking their coffee, that's what they're doing. That's what matters. That's what's happening. And there's lots of things like that where you, where you look at words and you go like, what does this word do for me? Or what does it take from me? And another warning red flag word I'll come up with just to mention is can't. I can't. It says, hold on. No, you won't. The The word is won't. Let's be honest here. You won't do it or you will do it. And then when you, when you go, well, if it's a will or won't, are you doing it or not? That's the question now. No, I'm not doing it. Okay. You're not doing it. So don't complain when you don't get what you want because you're not doing it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and these types of things create precision and sharpness. And so the, the, you know, like, obviously I'm a writer. So the word is obviously an important tool that I have to use, but I share that with everybody in every medium, because we do tend to think in, in terms of words 
even if we're visual, even if we're auditorial thinkers, because that's a part of it, we still use words as a spell on our minds, right? So mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, when you're talking to your friend there, you gave him wonderful prompts, wonderful prompts that opened up doors that he just wasn't opening because he didn't have the prompt. So I think like so much of what we're talking about today is about the prompt, the power of the prompt, right? Yeah. That's how you get to the knowledge you already have. You don't realize you have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've referenced Krishnamurti once or twice and he made a comment, something to the effect of the right question has already begun to, has already begun to answer itself or something like that. You know, it's like the right question yes. Is, yes. has it's already like, brought yeah. you most of the way to the answer. And it's sowing so the seeds. Yeah. yeah it it's, sows it's, the seeds. And it plants the seeds and sows them at the same time if you do it right. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, in terms of what I was, when I asked my, my friend this question, and, and this is something that I learned some time back, it was, but it's in a way, it's like, it's like taking the pressure off of the thing, right? Where it's like, well, what is it going to be about? Oh, geez, I don't know. It's like, oh, okay, but you don't know. Okay, you don't know. But if you, what do you think you might... <laughs> Yeah, write yeah, about yeah. if you yeah, were yeah. to do something like that totally, it's like, oh well totally. you know okay well yeah, yeah. i guess if you know you take the pressure off of the thing and then the thing yes. actually just like oh yeah this is what it would be and i think that that's a big part of the problem and in some of what you were saying and is it's really interesting to me that this whole try do thing you know the famous words of yoda right there is no try <laughs> there is only do and or do not, yeah. just from what you were saying, it, it's actually helped me to reframe some of why that's a problematic thing to me. Because there's, on some aspect to me, I've always thought and felt, well, look, life is all about trying to do things. You know, like it's, it's, and, and so what's so wrong with that? But there's a part of me that was still recognizing like, oh, but there is something about that, that kind of wisdom. And what's occurring to me in this moment is that just because you say you will do something or just because you say that you, you are going to do something doesn't automatically mean you're going to succeed at it, right? You can still fail. You know, you can still have numerous fails in the doing of something, in the pursuit of doing something, where I think that as you're saying, like, because language is, is such a powerful thing for us to use for and against ourselves. And I, th- what's occurring to me is that when we eliminate this word of try in this particular context, right, when, when we're about to endeavor into something that is meaningful to us, when you say, like, okay, well, I'm going to try right there's this there's this half there's this half in half out men, mentality with that mm-hmm. and whereas when you say that okay i'm going to do this you're still trying mm-hmm. <laughs> like the trying is built into the doing right but right. when you say that yep. you're going to do something for me what that what that says to me is that 
you are allowing yourself to commit more fully to what you're doing. And when it comes to creativity, commitment is really everything. Like, And so the more that you can use the language, and this is what I'm understanding just now in this conversation about this try-do problem, is that the do is just it's language that actually allows us to commit. It doesn't mean that success is inbuilt with that, but it's giving us a better chance at it because we're, we're allowing ourselves to invest more fully by saying, okay, I'm doing this right. There's something more powerful within that. It's like, we're calling on a more powerful aspect of ourselves to, to show up and, and yeah, get involved and engaged. And, you know, it's interesting. One last thing I'll, I'll put in to this with, with language and the power of the language that we use. Brandon, do you remember the actor's thesaurus? Yeah, I do. I do remember that one. Yeah. (laughs) I still, I still, I still have a copy of that. Me too. Because, because, and I'll, I'll probably hang on to it forever. It's a useful little tool. Just for people out there who who maybe have not spent time in the acting world or don't know much about it, language is an essential part of how actors learn to work with themselves, how actors learn how to tap into themselves, into their emotions, into all kinds of, you know, their their inner life, where an actor can really spend time just thinking about a word in terms of how are how are you how are you how do you feel about this person that you're talking to what is it that you're trying to do achieve uh get across in this scene to this other person and using different words can completely shift the life of an actor in a scene Right. And it's like, I'm just trying to think of something, something off of the top of my head. You know, like maybe instead of an actor saying, um, okay, in this scene, I'm going to, I'm going to really, I'm going to force, I'm going to force the information out of them. Maybe that's mm-hmm. like what an actor's decided they're trying to do to this character in this scene. I was like, I've got to force force the truth out of them okay you know there's nothing wrong with that but for the actor who's doing it it's like well maybe force isn't a word that actually really makes them come alive right maybe maybe it's a word like maybe it's a word like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pound this out of them i'm going to and Mm. even if it doesn't mean they're physically going to be doing that in the scene right like but there's a different word that you use and suddenly like you just see actors in my own experience as well like i it's a continued part of my own process where it's like okay yeah these words help me to to come alive and like in in a way that i can't necessarily rationalize why it does that but it does and so i'm not going to question it right so this is all to say that yeah the the how we how we talk to ourselves the words that we use the questions that we that we ask are are so 
are maybe so much more important than we realize. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, who is it? N- Newman? Uh, who's that very famous actor? Paul Newman. Uh, Paul Newman. That's it. Sorry. I was blanking. I was blanking on his first name. I was like, what is it? Doesn't is he, he make said... salad dressings? <laughs> <laughs> he said the best direction. I think he, he was the one who said the best direction he ever got was the director saying, I want you to crowd him. Because mm. that's such a doable thing. Crowd him. Yeah. You know? Like, make him, make, like, what, what What do you imagine when you think of crowding someone? What does that look like to you? And, and every actor might have a little bit of a different take mm-hmm. on that. But, like, when I think of it, I mean, I'm thinking, like, oh, I want to I wanna make a space tight. I want to make him feel like I'm over him. I want to make him feel yeah. like... I'm in his fucking face. You know what I mean? So yeah. now all of a sudden you got this actor that's like in their face. Right. And it's like, that's such a doable thing. And so now you got something to do, which is such mm-hmm. a helpful thing as an actor. But you know what? I would take that even further. That's great as a writer. Like when you're writing a scene, you're like, yeah, I want this guy to, I want this guy to pound it out of him. I want him to crowd him. I want him to, you know, get that. And so now all of a sudden, you know, even when I think of that, like I think of a scene, what would be a scene where someone was crowding someone? I I imagine like, you know, a bookie trying to get money out of somebody and saying, Hey man, you fucking owe the money. But like, you know what I mean? And like, how would that Mm -hmm. look? And all of a sudden I, I'm starting to have something come alive in me already. Right. And I don't even know who the characters are. I don't even know the situation yet, but all of a sudden something's breathing. It's like happening. Right. So yeah, yeah, words are powerful. It's a great example. And, and, you know, and, and again, for, for different people, like maybe in that same thing, you know, one actually is like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to pound it out of them. I'm going to, I'm going to just, yeah. Like, like rip it out of them. You know, and there there might be an actor who has that choice, but then there's another actor who's coming. It's like, no, it's like, no, I'm gonna coax it out of them, yeah, you know? yeah. or I'm gonna or I'm gonna hypnotize this thing out of them, and it's yeah, gonna yeah, create yeah. an entire new set of behavior from that actor, which might still be completely appropriate for the scene, right. for the for the for the thing. That that's a whole very specific thing about acting, but it's it's just I I think anyone listening to it because even what you were saying about the paul newman story was like i want you to crowd him and i i just went yeah i was totally i was like oh yeah just like like all over like i'm just like gonna take away the space and you know there it just it creates a whole there's a whole energy that's that's tied up in in our language and uh and and motivates us and moves us in in very very powerful ways Mm. you know we um when we were uh, just uh, parts for this one character in the show I was doing, there was an actress that came in. You can look her up. She's done very well. Her name's Emily Bat Records. And she uh, she came in and she she got the character. We had so many women audition for this part. And like in the town, like like every woman seemed to want that part. It was just like, and it was a great part, but it was kind of, it was kind of unique. You know what I mean? Like it was, uh, it was like, written kind of like it was it was really it was kind of a female character but she was written like one of the guys and i mean maybe that sounds like an obvious thing but in the context of the story and just the way the character worked it was just it was just the right dynamic at the right time in the right way but all these women came in and, and so many women did a great part. Like we had a lot of contenders. We were like, when we had all the headshots and we were trying to figure out who do we cast for this role, man. But she came in and 
she got the role in a way that nobody else really understood. And it was like, this is the thing is like, you, when you look into like how you're going to do something, you, you know, you can, you can use this technique. I mean, I, I guess maybe I don't want to get too far off topic, but like you can look at something and the, the problem with this particular character as great as it was written, I often find this happens. Great characters have a great trap. So there's like an almost an obvious way to play the character. Mm. And what ends up happening is a lot of actors come in and they tend to play the character in that almost obvious way. And where I found, because we auditioned, like, I mean, I must have seen like over, like not for that role, but like overall, probably seen over a thousand actors audition at least at the minimum. And I've seen a lot of actors come in and do different takes on things. And um, what I did find with the actors that really made the most impact is they tended to, they tended to look at it in a sense of like, what could I do that would be like a, a true approach in this scene? Cause like, for example, people might say, say you're an actor and you're, and you're, you're not a big you're not a big guy, right? You're kind of a smaller guy, but you're, you're, you, for whatever reason, got sent out for this part. And there's, and you look in the audition room, everyone around you is like this big brawler kind of guy. And you're like, man, like, I'm not going to intimidate like these guys intimidate. So that's when you could fucking win the role because you could come in and you could seduce it out of the person. You could hypnotize it out of the person. You could, you could caress it out of the person. Whereas everybody comes in there like, yeah, like, give me the fuck <laughs> money, you know, like, and they just kind of breathe down the guy's neck, but you come in and you're like, come on, man, give me the, give me the money. You know what I mean? Like and you come in in this soft way, but like, there's a sense of danger behind you, you know, because like you could hurt him, but you're coming in real soft. That's even scarier. Cause it's like, what if this guy fucking lets loose on us? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just kind of pointing out to how creativity sometimes you have more of it than you realize you've access to something that isn't so obvious, but you gotta, you gotta like trust that you could try like, and, and I say try, but like, do it, go for it. Yeah. Take your path. You know, it might be the best path there is available. Yeah. I was just as what, in what you were saying, I was thinking about Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Sure. Great example. You know, Joe, like he's tiny. He's a yeah. tiny dude. And he, his character in Goodfellas is one of the most frightening. He's one of the most frightening film characters for me, I think in, in history. Like it's, it's, he's, he's right up there in how scary he is in, in that movie because you just don't know what he's going to do. You see, like he might just fly off the handle and so like it's related, but uh, on a somewhat separate thing, I, my my uncle was a uh, he's retired now but he was a a career city police officer and he also like my my cousins and stuff as they were getting older and and like going out to like bars and clubs and things like that and he would tell them he's like you he's like you don't have to be as afraid as the big guys cuz the big guys are showing you what they're what they're coming with he's like it's the little guys to be afraid of He's like, mm. the little guys are the ones who are, who are 
like they're carrying a knife, they're carrying something with them. And it was just his experience as a police officer. He was just like, that's, that's what you have to worry about. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not just some sort of an actor's decision and and how to do something interesting. There's a real reality to it. There's a real, there's a very real, yeah, there's just a, there's just a, there's a very real scare and threat to the, the smaller person over the, over just the big guy. I mean, you got to be worried about the big it's, guy too, but yeah. <laughs> no, but there's a good, there's, so there's a good, there's, I mean, here's what I want to take away from that. What you're sharing is that you don't count yourself out just because you don't look like the obvious choice, just because you don't have it front of mind yet. Don't count yourself out. I think like if we're coming back to the point of the conversation, you know, more than you think you do, like, you might be better built for this thing than anybody else. And so don't count yourself out. Like, like look at it in terms of, I mean, there's a saying in, in theater and we're talking about acting. So let's just, you know, let's work with it. But it's like the show must go on, you know, is, is a saying the show must go on. We got it. We got to put it up tonight. Like we got to figure it out. What are we going to do? And so, you know, all of a sudden you can find yourself in these situations in life where you're, you're put in a situation and you feel like, man, I'm not the right fit, but I'm here and I'm the guy or I'm the gal who has to do it or whatever. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? And you know what? You might realize that sometimes being forced into a situation that doesn't quite feel right, that feels a little bit uncomfortable is actually what's going to bring the best out of you. It's going to force you to, to do something. It's like, well, you know, this guy's six, four and I'm, I'm five, seven. How am I supposed to intimidate a six, four guy? You know, I'm, I'm just making something up, but you're five, seven and that guy's six, four. And you're looking at it and going like, how is a five, seven guy going to intimidate a six, four guy? But wouldn't it be fucking interesting if they did? Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's where a movie and a play exists, man. That's interesting. A six, four guy intimidating a five, seven guy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's standard. That's usual. It's not a lot of art in that. That's pretty obvious, but art exists in those realms where you sometimes think, Hey man, like I, I don't, and that's the thing about art. Art surprises you. It comes up in ways where you, you least expect, I find, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I was just thinking of how would I direct somebody who is maybe a, a smaller guy who's not used to playing in an intimidating figure or something. And I was directing a scene where I needed more of that intimidation in a scene where it's like, yeah, there's this six foot five guy. And it's like, you need to, this guy needs to be actually kind of scared of he you. He grew an inch between when we talked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, six, five. Yeah. Yeah. Six, five. And what I just thought was, you know, even if it's not actually literally true of, of the scene or something would be like, I want you to act as if you've got a nine millimeter in your back in like, tucked behind your back and you have no qualms about pulling it out and using it. That's how I want you to talk to this guy right now. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's yeah, yeah, what I yeah. want you to have. Like where it's just, it's like, Oh, okay. At least cause for me, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what would get, get me into that place? Cause I'm not a huge, huge guy or anything like that or, or someone that people, most people would consider to be intimidating by any stretch, but it's like, how would, how, like, you know, I'm just thinking for myself, how would I get myself 
into that place if that was what was was needed of me right mm-hmm. and even if it's not actually true of the scene that that's you know, just like no you don't actually have a gun on you or whatever it is it's like no but i'm going to play it that way i'm going to act it out as if and nobody will know like that's mm-hmm. the, that's one of the beautiful things about acting is that like how you how you get to a certain place the audience never knows right they well, just well you, you know i'll share some with you evan so ted whittle who who he did we were fortunate enough to have an episode with him, which you guys should all listen to, which I think is a great one. Something something worth digging into. But he was an acting teacher of ours, and he got us to do these exercises. And uh, we had to bring in a scene. And I think this was before you were in class. Um, but we talk about it a bit on the podcast episode. But um, we had to take this... Uh, uh, it was kind of like this random bit of dialogue. And we had to come in with a vocal and a physical impediment into this scene to do it. And... For whatever reason, I came up with a story of how I was like this bookie who was coming in to collect money. And um, the guy was kind of a childhood friend, was kind of the backstory and whatever. And I made some stuff up. But like my physical impediment was that I had like a like a pretty severe health issue, like internally. And I was covering it up. And I'm coming in there to kind of like get the money and intimidate him. But like, if we got into a physical alteration, my guy would have got destroyed. Like he just physically was not in a position to be able to dominate anybody, even though I was physically bigger than the guy and whatever. And that is interesting as well, because Mm -hmm. like you come in and now you got a character that has to pretend the character, not, not me as an actor, but the character is pretending that they're as, tough as they are when they're really in a weak vulnerable position and they're here to collect money because that's their job and they're also Mm. in a you know what i mean and that creates a very interesting scene now because you know you're playing a game of you know poker with this person you know you're not showing all your cards and 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 uh you know so in some ways, as much as you might be kind of intimidating them and and saying, hey, like, you know, like they, there's a sense that I'm going to kick your ass if you don't do what you, you need to do, knowing that you couldn't if it came down to that creates an interesting dynamic now with the situation. Because now it's like, yeah, like I have to pretend like I would, but I'm not like if we go there, like he's going to hurt me and, and I might not be able to survive it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know... I think the thing is with art is, is a lot of the time, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily know what you're going to do, but you got to like entertain ideas. You got to be willing to try stuff. And, you know, I think like, um, with what we're talking about, just to kind of like bring it, keep bringing it back to the main topic. It's not that you need to be some trained writer or actor to necessarily do this. Sometimes you just need to be directed or encouraged in the right direction to pull the things that are out of you. Because like, that's where I think directors really like directors can really flourish or writers can really flourish with like performers is when they can understand how to prompt the actor into bringing something out of themselves. They didn't know existed. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing that excites me the most about working with like actors is because they might not be able to see it, but if I could give them the right combination and just say, Hey, like, here's what's going on. They, 
they will intrinsically already have brilliance come out of them because they'll be forced into a situation. Okay, what do I do? I'm 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 the bigger person, but I'm not healthy. Uh, you know, this is the situation. Or I'm the smaller person and I can't physically dominate that person. What do I do? And mm-hmm. you working that out in your mind, like no one has to tell you what to do. It's already in you. You just got to find a way and you finding a way is the art. Like, I think that's the big message. You know, you, you have more in you than you realize you just need the right kind of, you know, and so you might think, oh, I'm not a very creative person. It's like, no, you're creative. (laughs) I promise you when you get put into a corner and you have no way out and it's do or die. And if you decidedly do not want to die, guess what? You're going to get pretty fucking creative. I'll guarantee you, you know? Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a thing that that we forget and is maybe one of the most valuable lessons that we can ever learn about ourselves is that, and what's so incredible about human beings, you know, is how strong we are and how adaptable we are, how how we can be thrown into a situation, we can figure it out. I think that we we don't trust ourselves enough to do that. And I think that the most, I guess, create creatively strong, thriving types of people are are very often just the people who who have learned to trust themselves to just like I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself into this situation, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. Right. Like at the beginning of this conversation, you were talking about this whole thing of like, you know, looking before you leap. Right. And yeah, there's there's definitely a necessity to giving yourself a good footing before you you set out, because, yeah, otherwise you there's a good chance that you're going to stumble before you even you know, you're not going to give yourself a chance. But there's a thing about that we also say about taking too long, right? Like shit or get off the pot, right? You know, just like it's, it's he who hesitates is lost. Yeah. yeah. Like, so there's, there's, you know, we have, we have these two sort of wisdoms that, that exist together. It's just like, like, look, make sure that you're, make sure you're prepared, prepare. Cause you got to prepare, but don't take too long <laughs> yeah. in preparing. Right. Like there's, you know, and, and yeah, they and they go together it they they actually don't contradict they don't contradict each other they're they both work together where it's like you say you got the planner and then you got the and then and then the one who's like all right let's let's just get in there because the planner can't figure out everything and doesn't know everything that's going to happen so there's this thing that's like okay pack your bag and let's go right and and you'll figure it out you'll and if you've equipped yourself with the with the right things you can adapt and adjust as you need to and figure out the 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 stuff that you maybe forgot or left out or whatever it is the the things that you couldn't have possibly 
known were going to be needed for the journey that you had out in front of you, but you've got to, you've got to put yourself out there, right? And, and just see what comes out of you because that's, I think, one of the most exciting things about the creative process. And I think why a lot of people do it is because you discover things about yourself, you know, like you, and you, and you're surprised by things that, that come out of you that you didn't know were there. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that that's, that's a massive part of why, why people get into the arts. It's because there's something, there's something outside of themselves. There's something outside of that, that space of control that we're always trying to live in all the time where it's like, let's get a little out of control because it's only in that place where I'm out of control that I actually start to really learn something about myself or actually really begin to discover something about myself and what I'm actually capable of. Mm. Yeah. You know, so a couple of things are coming up for me as we're, as we're working this one out. Um, one is, you, your, your, sometimes your beliefs about yourself, so it's possible, is just a lack of encouragement. You never got encouraged. And, you know, that, and, or you got discouraged at exactly the, the, the worst time. And so then at some point you decided, oh, you know, I'm not a creative person or, you know, something like that, or, you know, this isn't for me. Right. Or, you know, this happens. I was talking with someone about this the other day. We we're talking about math and how like some people say, oh, I'm not good at math. Well, is it that you're not good at math or is it that you never got encouraged with math or is it that you did something wrong in math and got discouraged and then it never got you, you, you know, you never, and you took that on personally. I mean, maybe you had, maybe you're good at math and you don't know. Like that was something for me that I figured out. Like I'm actually pretty good at math, but for a long time, I believed I wasn't. I, I actually thought, oh, you know, this isn't for me. I don't like it. Um, And also for me, I didn't realize why understanding math could be valuable. I didn't get why I would care. And then one time, at some point, I don't know when it exactly happened, but I just remember being like, oh, math is problem solving. It helps me solve problems. I like solving problems. And I was like, wait a minute, this is just solving a problem. And then I was like, it's deductive. And I like deduction. So then I started to realize, wait a minute, I'm good at deduction. So I'm kind of good at math, aren't I? Because I'm good at deduction and I like deduction. So then boom, all of a sudden I'm like, wow, shit, you're actually pretty good at math. But it was like, it took me a bit to like work it out. So like when we're talking about creativity, like creative pursuits, you might think I don't have an idea. Is it that you don't have an idea or is it that you've never been encouraged to explore your ideas? Hmm. That's a good question to ask yourself. Like, you know, because, and and look, not all, one thing I think about creative people, here's what I've noticed about creative people, for those who think they're not. Creative people come up with a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To get to a good idea. Yeah. They just learn that. Efficient. They just learned that their bad ideas aren't detrimental. They aren't a bad thing. Like you and I, when we used to write screenplays together, we had a rule which was like, any idea goes, just, just throw it out there and it's stupid, you know? And we used to be like this. And and I think we still do yeah. it even with the podcast, but we're like, okay, this might be a bad one, <laughs> but here's what I'm thinking. Here's my kind of direction. And we kind of just throw it out there and we're like, okay, okay. You know what? I see like a nugget of that. That kind of makes sense for me. Okay. 
but the title the title might be stupid or the idea isn't you know but creativity mm-hmm. is like that you you're not gonna when you when you initially come up with the idea it's not going to be fully baked we like to use that term right it's not going to be fully worked out it's kind of in that doughy kind of like mixed mm-hmm. stage you know it's like well what if we tried throwing some chocolate chips into these cookies like would that be horrible it's like ah you know someone at some point threw them in I was like, you know, I like chocolate. Let's throw it in. Was someone was probably at some point like throw some raisins in there? What if we threw in a little bit of, you know, this, right? Like all of a sudden you're trying things and you're trying to see like, hey, does this work or not? So from a from a creative point of view, maybe you have the assumption that people who are creative already know what they're doing. And I assure you that most of the time they don't. Yeah. <laughs> they just are willing to try and then they discover that they did have something that worked, but it wasn't until they tried it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're thinking like, I think part of this talk is you, you already are closer than you realize you already know more than you think it's like, yeah, like it's just, you got to learn to trust that the trial and error experimental stage of creativity is an important part of the process. It's, it doesn't mean you're not creative. It just means that you're not giving it a chance yeah, you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, I, I, maybe you can carry that thought on. Yeah. Well, I was just I I was just very entertained and interested by a lot of things you're saying because you were you were talking about trying things. You know, after. Well, yeah, I early, mean, because early but, on, but, but like like you said earlier, though, trying is already assumed in the doing because I'm yeah. not trying. I am doing, but trying is assumed in the doing. Yeah, And I liked it, how you reframed that earlier. Cause that's a great way to put it. Yeah. You don't and, need to, and, yeah. And I feel like you, it's, it's just sort of sunk in a, on a, a little bit deeper even for me because it's like, yeah, it's like, it's almost like the order of that matters. Right. It's like, don't try to do something. Right. It's just like, do the yes. thing. Do the and thing, and trying. you're and you're going to be tr- and you're going to try stuff in the doing of it, right? Yes, <laughs> it's, yes, it's, yes, yes. But it's a great beside, reframe. But, but yeah, yeah. But it's it's yeah. It's the order of it, which bizarrely makes a huge a huge difference. But most of the time, we do it the opposite. We go, "I'll try," yeah. but we don't do. It, you don't yeah. get to try until you do. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. 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 It's it's. It's so weird. It's it's such a yeah, weird yeah. little. It's like it's like it's like why is that? I don't know. I don't know why that is that that <laughs> way. But it's it's it just seems to be that way, where it's it's like they still go together. You know, the trying the trying and the doing are like the like what was the other thing I was just saying that go together? Doesn't matter. But <laughs> the try and the do they go together, but the 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 order in which you're working with them is is significant right <laughs> the the do has to come first you decide to do and then the trying comes along for the ride but the 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 i think that there's more creativity in the trying when you've started from a place of doing i'm just talking in well, circles now you're so talking in circles and if someone <laughs> gotta stop myself <laughs> in right now they'd be like what the hell is going on well i would just say like you know you it's you know the word try to me is always a warning and here's why it's a warning because it's like when someone says maybe i like in life if you don't want to be disappointed when someone says maybe count it as a no yeah 
right? That's kind of the rule. Like if someone says maybe, then just say you're you're too scared. Like when I hear someone say maybe, what I hear is you're too scared to make a commitment and you're probably a no and you're too scared to tell me directly that you're a no. That's probably what you're saying. So when you say maybe, I'm looking at it going, okay, currently you're a no. So what's like, cause, cause at the end of the day, like what, what's the, what's going to get you to the yes. When it comes to like doing or not doing, if you try, I'm assuming you're not doing it. So that's why I think the way you reframed it is such a great way to put it is because if you're doing it, try all you want. Because if you're, because the issue with try is that the doing never gets done. That's the mm-hmm. issue with the word. And when you say just, let's use that word again. Let's explore that word for just a second. If you do everything you can, and then you call it, well, I just did this. Is, is it in the context of like, what? Like, like, look, I'm just a person in the billions, apparently that are in the world. You know what I mean? but I'm a person. What's, what's the necessity of the just, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why do I need to, why do I need to do that? Like the thing about the word try, like, here's another word, Evan, let's just throw this into the mix while we're talking around. Um, <laughs> I had a big talk with one of my friends about this was like, I hope. And we, we were talking about, it. I'm like, you know, I don't really love the word hope, but I do. I like it in certain ways, but in some ways I don't. And she was like, well, why, why? I like the word hope. I like the word hope. And I'm like, I like it too. But, but what are we saying when we say we hope, what are we saying? And I, and, and so something dawned on me is like, well, are we saying that we hope is this out of our, is this out of our power? Is this out of our control? Are we saying that it's now out of our hands and now let's just hope for the best. We've done everything we can and now let's leave it up to fate. Let's leave it up to the ether. Right. Okay then hope kind of makes sense to me. But if we haven't done everything we can, why are we talking about hope? That was kind of my question. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, no, we haven't done everything we can. Well, maybe we do everything we can and then we start hoping before, because hoping shouldn't come before doing everything you can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like one of those words. It needs to come after. It can't come before. Otherwise it undermines the thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like armchair activism. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, it, yeah. It's like you're not re- you're not actually doing anything. Like you're just sitting yeah, you're, there you're, and 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 tweeting some bullshit <laughs> and just being like, I did my part. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, you care about the environment. I would. Why don't you pick up the fucking garbage on your street or something? Yeah. You know, like it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever the there's, hell it um, is. There's a comedy bit, Evan. It's called uh, Bronze Digger. I don't know the woman who does it, but she, she <laughs> I love the name. talks about, I'm pretty sure, sh- I know, <laughs> it's a play on the whole idea, but I'm pretty sure it's in that, I'm, I'm almost certain it was in that comedy skit. So if it's not, I apologize to anybody who goes out and listens to it. Still a good skit. Go ahead and listen to it. But um, I'm pretty sure she points out at one point that someone on social media goes, man, we really need to stop like, and it was like, we really need to, to not do genocide. And that's what they posted. And it's like, <laughs> obviously, 
we shouldn't have genesis like everybody knows this like yeah. you're not special by like you this isn't a profound statement this is not a this is not an intelligent thing to put unless out in the world unless they said it comedically if they if, if it was <laughs> said, com- said it comedically if it was yeah, comedically yeah. then it's a pretty good joke <laughs> Yeah, no, but if don't. they were saying it in earnest, that's that's really just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, like, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is like, I think what she was pointing out, and it's been, granted, it's been years, like a long time since I listened to this skit. But like, um, anyway, whatever, even if I'm talking about the wrong skit, the point is, is that that's not it. That's That's not a profound thought. You know what I mean? And I think like part of art too is recognizing when something is an obvious thing. Like that's like, it's, it's almost, it's almost dumb to say something earnest, but if you genuinely like, if you're genuinely a person who's like, shit, I didn't know genocide existed still. Fuck. Like, did you guys know this is happening in the world? And and then other people who are aware of it, are like yeah yeah it, it's happening you're like mm-hmm. whoa shit i was just ignorant i didn't even know that existed that's a different conversation but when you're acting like you're teaching people some type of wisdom because that was kind of her joke like mm. this person was teaching everyone almost like we shouldn't have like it's like everybody knows that man like, there's not, not a profound most of us are on the same page when it comes yeah most of us are on the same page when it comes to genocide <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> genocide like, bad yeah yeah. So like, I think with art, here's, here's just a, I don't know even how I got into that topic. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm wildly out of control right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well then let's rein it back in. Let's rein it back in. But my point is, is that with creativity, there's a lot of stuff you're going to find when you start allowing yourself to be creative that you think are original ideas. And you're going to realize that they're actually quite obvious ideas. And you're mm. going to think, oh, I come up with this great idea. And you're like, it's, it's actually not that original. It's actually been thought of a lot already. And you're going to find, if you if you, if you you venture into it a little bit further, you're going to actually find out that a lot of your original ideas are things that are so seemingly unimportant that that's what makes them almost so important because they're the things that people don't notice. Um, mm. They're mm. things that you don't realize they're actually so original because they're almost so skipped over. And in a way we're like, Oh shit, I never noticed that until you pointed it out because I almost took it for granted. Whereas like these big ideas, we all kind of know the big ideas. I mean, we all kind of talk about them. We all kind of relate to them, but it's those little things. It's those little unique things that are like personal to you, you know? Well, yeah. you know, it's almost like coming back to that language thing. When you when you start using whatever your language is, you know that that is your in into whatever your creative medium is. Like that's like as we were talking about with with acting, different actors can be using an entirely different set of language that's still completely appropriate. You're dealing with the same subject, right? So maybe you're, you're writing a story about genocide. You know, you're writing a, a script or a story about, about a genocide, which is something that's like, okay, yeah, we, 
all understand genocide bad and that's a part of your that's a part of your story but what is the language in which you're using to help us understand that that thing for a, to that that makes us really see it in a deeper way to in in whatever whatever you have from your perspective you know because that's really so much of what any artist does and you could argue most of what an artist does is share perspective and their perspective on something right and in a way that we can that we can access understand in a way that that for me art touches us it does it does it can hit us on an intellectual level but that's not really that's not really where i think art is trying to to hit us not that it doesn't as i'm <laughs> i want to reiterate not that it doesn't i think that it can definitely be a part of it but art is trying to make us feel something mostly like sub it's it's a art is more of a subjective medium than an intellectual one i think that art runs into a lot of and artists run into a lot of trouble when they try to become intellectual with what they're doing. When it's like, we want to feel something through your work, right? You can comment on something, but don't, but don't try and give me a, like a, you know, a, a round table debate on this thing. Like, I want you to hit me in the guts with this. I want you to, to, to hit me in the heart. I want you to, I, I want you to tighten my throat. I want you to do, or, or I, or I want you to just fill me with a kind of joy, I, whatever it is that I want you to hit me on that level because that's, it's, and I think that that's the importance of art is that very often the intellectual thing doesn't actually change us. It doesn't actually shift us to grow and to evolve we can have a lot of understandings in the intellectual space and it has a lot to offer us and give us and provide us but in terms of really changing who we are it's usually an emotional thing you know it's 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 something that that is on a much deeper level, which is where I think art comes through. And so anyhow, this is all to say that, that you saying that you don't know this uh, about whatever this thing is that, that you have, well, you know a lot, again, you know a lot more than you think you do. You know a lot more than, than you think you do about whatever it is that that you're wanting to to speak up about and whatever the medium is that you, that that you want to do that through you know a lot more about that than you think and that there there is unique and powerful perspectives that you have that are that that could really impact another another human being that could really help people see something in a way that that they've never seen something before that could really change somebody's life but you don't know that until you do it you know and 
are you going to take that chance? Are you going to take that chance on yourself that you could do something like that? Right. But you're, you're, you won't know until you begin, you mm-hmm. know, and you could surprise others, but yeah, but you could really surprise yourself in that whole process too. Yeah. I mean, well, I think you really summed it up and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of this, of something. So I had this, I do this intro with, uh, I'll share this before we wrap it up. Cause I feel like <clears throat> this might be a, a good story to share. I've shared it before kind of in various ways, but it's a very important story to me. It's a very important part of my life. But, um, one of my business coaches was talking about another business and there was, and this woman, she makes like earrings or something like that. And, and she asked her, well, what's, what's the story? How, how'd your business come to be? And the person was like, well, I don't really have a story. And she's like, she's like, I felt kind of disappointed because these, these as beautiful as these earrings were, I wanted to know how they came to be. And the, whatever for whatever this business lady didn't share her story but there is a story whether she knows it or not there is a story and she just hasn't figured it out yet but if she shared it it would be powerful and um you know i was thinking about myself and i was thinking you know what's my story and what story what story do i want to share there's many stories i could share but what story do i want to share and i do this intro where people when they sign up to make a movie and I usually have like a live group. And, you know, when I was doing this more regularly, a whole group would come in and then I would do this big presentation and it would take like, you know, basically half an hour to an hour of talking, answering questions, but giving a presentation. And uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, maybe a good way to start the whole presentation as successful as it is. Why am I even doing any of this? Why am I even helping people make movies? Cause like it's, it is, I love making movies, but there's so much more to it than that for me. And maybe it's good people know that. And so I thought, you know, maybe I should be asking people when they first sit down in the room with me or they whatever and just say like, you know, why are you here? Why do you think you're here? You're here, you're here to make a movie, right? You hear, you think I'm here to teach you how to make a movie and that this is a an option to do that. But let me tell you why you're really here. When I was in university, I had a best friend named George and George and I were, we wanted to be filmmakers and we used to sit poolside and we'd talk about the day when we made our shows and made our movies and what that would be like and how amazing that would be. And we started making a show together at a certain point. We made, you know, a short film together and we started going through that process, but he had never really made anything. I had made a few things. He hadn't really made anything yet. And he was doing his degree and so was I. And he was like, I can't wait till the day that I get my degree so I can go into film school. And when I go to film school, I'm finally going to get to make films and whatever. And he was a year or two ahead of me. And uh, he got his degree and he got accepted into film school. He was so excited about it. That summer, as he was between university and then going into film school i get a basically a contact by my friend one night and they're like to hear what happened to george i was like no he's like oh man like george is dead like george got hit by a car and they got t-boned in a in an intersection he explained this to me 
And I was shell-shocked. I was just like stunned because like it was all of a sudden he's just not there anymore. And I, 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 I couldn't even, I couldn't even really grasp it. Like I, I was very emotional and, but I, but I couldn't. And for the next while, I don't know if it was weeks or months or, or what, how long it was. It's all a blur to me, honestly, because I remember one day, like, and this was, I think a couple months later, I think I, I tried to call him. I actually pulled his name up in my phone and I was like, I'm going to call him to hang out. And I was so in denial that as I looked at his name in my phone, it hit me that he wasn't alive anymore. And this is like months after the event. And, and, and I realized we're never going to make movies together. He's never going to make a movie. And I remember I sat down in the cafe and I thought it, it could all be gone. If, if we don't do it now, it might never happen. And, so that's why I set out. That's why I was the way I was, Evan. That's the way I was. That's why I was so fucking, let's do this today. Like when you and I writing scripts and shit, that's why I was like that. Cause I was like, if we don't do this now, we might never do it. So let's, let's meet tomorrow. Let's do it now. And so when I teach people how to make a movie, I'm not just teaching you how to make a movie. I'm teaching you why it's so important that you do it now. Mm. And you apparently want to be here to make a movie and I'm going to help you do it today. And that's why I structured my school. And that's the story of why this school exists, really. And that's important. You know that because that's where it comes from. And are you really here to learn to make a movie? Yeah. But you're also here to learn about life. You're also here to learn about the importance of what we're doing. And so that's important because the difference between just learning the technical things about how to make a movie and having a coach like me, that's going to inspire you to fucking pick up the camera, even though you're scared out of your fucking mind and do it today. That's the difference. And that matters to some people. It matters enough that they'll go out and they'll do it and they'll win awards and they'll fucking make it happen. And, and, I'm not even in it for the awards. I don't even give a shit about any of that stuff. It's lovely. But I, like the fact that I inspired someone to do something that they talked about and talked about and talked about, but never did. That's George every single time. And it makes me emotional because like, that's a kid, you know, I'm older now, but that's a kid that was putting it off. That was trying. That was a maybe, you know what I mean? And so like, mm -hmm. These things matter. Like this is the thing is like your life matters so much and it informs so much of what you bring to the table, no matter what you do that, you know, when I think about this talk, as we've wrapped it into this point, I'm like, yeah, you know what, man, it is inside of us. We just don't give it the credit it's due. That's what I'm kind of coming to at the end here. It's like, yeah, you know, man, give it a little bit of credit. Like, that was a very important pinnacle moment in my life, but it has informed everything I've done since, you know, since I was 19, 20 years old or something. I don't even remember how old I was, but I was right around then. And, uh, you know, so like, yeah, like, man, there's so much more in us than we give ourselves credit for. You know, we have access to stuff we don't even realize. And it's more about application. It's like, 
I have access to this incredible experience in life, horrifying and incredible all at the same time. And it's all about how do I use it? You know, it's all about how do I not even use it? How do I honor it? And I would say with everybody, you know, like start honoring your life, mm -hmm. man. Cause your life has so much, so much gold in it that you're overlooking. You probably don't even realize it, you know, and, uh, it doesn't have to be as dramatic as my story, but there's still really important moments in your life that inform a lot of what you do. And if you just started to like, kind of, you know, look at the gold in it, you might realize that you have access to a lot more than you realize, you know, I can make my myself emotional at any time all i have to do is tell that story and connect mm -hmm. to that story that's it and i almost broke down just on this podcast just telling the story <laughs> again you know and so like everybody has access to this shit they just don't give themselves credit like they don't they don't realize that it's the fucking it is the it is the fucking point that is the point that's why like that's why when i watch a movie you know stories like that if I see anything in a movie that relates to that story, that's gonna that's gonna hit on something in my life experience, right? And that's what art does. It 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 connects us from afar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like your your experience is the human experience. You carry you carry all of what is really true and essential about humanity in you. You know, and and that might sound like some woo-woo shit to to some of you, but there's it's it's actually not. It's really actually not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 culture shocks and and different things here and there, and like, but most of that stuff is really so is really so insignificant. You know, like I've never been to India, but I know it's there. I know a little bit about the people and the, the architecture and the, you know, and that, that has an effect on me in ways that I don't even understand how that has an effect on me. Just, just what I do know about it. And I know that there are, that the people there have families and people that they love and people that they care about and people who go to, go to work every single day and, and they, they work to provide, find a way or, or, trying to understand what their lives are about just like you know all of the the most important ways the most important things about being a human i can i i i know everybody <laughs> you know like in, when you when you break it down to what what's really essential and so do you you know and it's just your way of expressing that thing which i don't know what that is right but your way of expressing that thing could be so meaningful and so important to, you know, not everybody, probably not everybody, but probably to a lot of people, maybe just one person, you know, but like, what if, what if that, that changes some, that one person, it changes their life for something to, for the better, you know, like you've, you've put a positive impact on somebody's life. Like that's, that's just as, as incredible. So let's talk about beer for a second and let's wrap this one up. I agree, man. 
No, I, I think that was the, that was a great point you added in at the end. Well, I'll go first if you don't mind. Um, sure. So I'm having a a beer from Lillouette Brewing Company. Ooh, this is, this is called. I might have. I, I don't think I ever had this one before, but you never know. We've had so many. Uh, this is called Grizzly Bear Vienna Lager, and I'll give you a quick little write write up of their or read of their write up. Let's put it that way. <laughs> a read of the write up because maybe they they will describe it better. We combine certified organic pilsner and Vienna malts to make this refined European lager. We selected cashmere and BC grown crystal hops to create a noble hop character that would make a grizzly and an Austrian proud, we hope. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway, you know, it's a good beer. It's very tasty. It's um I don't know, it's 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 called a lager, but I guess um I guess there's a darkness to these types of lagers. I don't really know, but it's been very tasty and mm. I've enjoyed it quite thoroughly. So that's what I'm having. Nice. I'm having one that I'm sure we have had probably on the show, if not multiple times, but it just kind of, I saw it and it stood out to me. I'm having the flagship hazy IPA from Steamworks Brewing. Oh yeah, we've had that for sure. For sure. And it's delicious. It's it's a really great so good. Hazy IPA. And I like I was just as you were going through your description, I was like, oh, there's actually this one doesn't have a necessarily a description, but actually has pouring instructions, which I did not adhere to. But <laughs> <laughs> where it's like you're supposed to pour two thirds of the beer in a glass. And then you're supposed to swirl the can and then pour the rest, which makes sense because I always know it's like very often when I rinse out like a can, especially like a hazy IPA or something like that, you, there's all of that, that, that sediment, all that hazy, you know, like the, the, whatever it is in there is like ends up poured down the, poured down the sink. So I'll know that for next time. I've learned, I've learned something today about pouring beer. So... <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, th- those as much as those sounded like ads, we are we're not advertising. This is just a tradition. Yep. Beer. None of these podcast. people are giving right. us um, money. I'll wrap up first. I'm gonna let All you right. close it, Evan. No, we get no money. Give us money. We we'd appreciate it. I'd love to be <laughs> like this is an ad. We're getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, as we've gone through this one. You know, I think, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess there's a part of me that's always just, I just want to encourage people because I feel like people, I don't know, I just feel like people get really discouraged and they doubt themselves and they don't realize that they, they have so much more to offer than maybe they, they recognize. And I, I like it when I see people kind of start to themselves a little bit more in a in just a way of like you know you matter you're like a part of the team you're like here you have something to offer and and so when i think about this conversation i think about it it's kind of like for me it's a lot about rallying the team together of creatives who's ever listening who's ever here and just being like yeah man like you matter and you matter and you matter and you all have your own thing why you matter 
And I don't know what it is, and maybe you don't know what it is, but I can tell you one thing for sure, you, it is there. You do matter. And if you trust me or trust us, if you're willing to dig into it, trust yourself maybe, you're going to find that there's something in there that you're not, that you, you maybe never explored. So to me, a lot of this conversation is really about that. So if you have a creative pursuit or, I don't know, whatever it might be, Maybe give yourself a little bit more credit than you're giving yourself. Maybe like kind of like go like, you know what? I've lived, I have some life, I've had some experiences. Um, you know, there's things that matter to me. There's things that have hurt me. There's things I've I've loved or cared about or whatever they might be. And all that stuff matters. All that stuff informs whatever it is. And I don't know what magic's gonna come out of that mixture that is you, but it's there. <laughs> and maybe you just need an outlet, you know? So if you have an inclination to write or you have an inclination to act or paint or make music, maybe, maybe try to explore that and then, and, and maybe see if you can maybe at some point start to bring out whatever is inside of you into that medium, you know? Um, and one thing I'll say, oh, one last thing I'll say, Evan, is just, we did talk about this early on, the prompt. You might not be prompted the right way. So try to get yourself the prompt, you know, try to find the prompt, ask yourself the right questions or, you know, um, I, I don't know how you do it. You know, if you don't have someone around to ask you the questions, but you need to learn how to ask yourself the questions that inspire ideas, not ones that close ideas down. Like if, like, I don't know what I'm going to write about. Okay. Well, if you were going to write about something, what would you write about? Well, I'd probably write about this. Okay, great. Why would you write about that? Well, I'd write about it because of blah, 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 blah. And you're going to start to find out that there's a lot there if you can just ask the right questions. So try to ask open-ended questions that get you to, to dig in and search those things because I think you're going to find out that there's a lot more in you than you realize. Mm. I'm going to leave it there. I'll pass it yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, yeah. I, I'll just piggyback off of that. Yeah, look, for me, this conversation was, was really like, yeah, like a call to, to begin and that there's good reason to begin, even though you might feel like you just like, no, 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 I, I, you, that you don't know, but it's like, you do, you do. That's the, I think really the whole point is like, it's like, you do, you know more about this than you think you do. You know more about this, this spark than, than, than you think you do. The, the, the problem is that you're thinking too much about it, right? You're not feeling your way through it. And in terms of, you know, some of what you were, you were saying there about, yeah, like, how are you prompting yourself? It's like, well, what do you think this thing might be about? Right. And one of the things that I've learned, you know, everybody's different, but for myself that I've learned to pay more attention to, because there were things that I used to ignore, were just these kind of strange impressions that I would get whenever I was engaging creatively with like my acting or writing or whatever it is. It's just like, colors images feelings moods like like you know you just start it's like it's like well what it, and you start to realize that that oh okay yeah i know i i have a sense of like what the feel of this thing is okay great well give that some attention dig into it feel feel around it write about it you know talk out loud about it take a walk with it you know like it's just give it some attention you know how many times do do, do i have to say attention is magic you know, it's, it's an incredible magic trick. Like you just give something attention and suddenly boom, 
there's this this thing just suddenly has life and it's just and it's just it's just shooting things off left and right that's really all you got to do and you know i think that with this one we are somewhat assuming on on some level that if you're listening to this that you know you know at least an inkling you know maybe it's just a small piece you know you just know a small piece at the moment it's like which is oh yeah I, I i would like to write something or whatever the hell it is okay you know you have that inkling you know you have that one call great that's all you need you just need to know that thing you need to give it you need to give it some love <laughs> you know you, as you said you need to honor it I, I, that was such a big word that i think that you you brought into it you need to honor those creative things we're creative beings we're here to create so honor that thing and and give it some thought and and don't worry about the you might be filled with doubts guess what every artist whether they're like super successful or not has has doubts has questions but like the the people who 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 succeed, the artists who who create, are the ones who just know that that's part of the the whole thing. You know, there's like, well, I don't know. There's a lot about this th- thing that I'm engaging with that I don't know, but I'm going to engage with it, right? And find out. That's that's not something to be afraid of. That's part of the excitement of doing it, because a huge part of it is is the discovery. And, and that discovery of not only what this thing is that you've just decided to involve yourself with, but the things that you're going to discover about yourself along the way. So begin. You know more than you think. And all you've got to do is make the decision to begin and engage. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.